Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, the podcast which gives you keys to claiming your personal power. For more than a decade now, I've studied the King, Warrior, Magician, Lover archetypes, and in this time of great turmoil, I will reveal their secrets. My name is Ivan Fingenskjær-Schellum, founder of Men's Initiation, Reclaim Your Inner Throne, and it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. We have this beautiful oak tree in our garden and I'm standing under its branches right now and it looks like it's autumn. But it's not, it's the beginning of August. Some people uh, have told me that there is a problem with uh, disease on the oak trees in the Stockholm region. I see now there's a lot of ants on it, but that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, apparently there's some kind of worm or a parasite of sorts, though I have not been able to confirm it. I figured it was the drought, but I think this tree was weakened to begin with. And I think oak trees are my favorite tree. There's something about how gnarly it is, the unpredictability of the way that it bends and twists up towards the sky. Every oak tree has its own unique character. It's uh, an old tree. I believe it grows for almost a millennium, that it thrives for hundreds of years and then it dies for hundreds of years and then it just stands there for hundreds of years as an ecosystem for other creatures, for various fungi and bugs and insects. So it's a, it's a special tree to me and there's almost not a green leaf left on it. And while there are other trees around here, the, the gooseberry trees here are a little bit browner than usual. The, the birch trees are certainly struggling a bit. This particular tree is, uh, yeah, I'm sad to say it's almost without leaves. So I hope this isn't much of a sign of what's to come, but it very well could be. So this, this strange thing that we've had a super warm summer and yet it's as if autumn came early because the trees don't have leaves. Today I'm going to be speaking about boundaries and about friction, about conflict. I'm learning that I have spent a lot of needless energy in my life and especially my professional life pursuing places of friction and as i'm starting now lately to realize that this pursuit is actually a symptom of sloppy boundaries i want to talk about it because i know that boundaries is something that a lot of people are struggling with and you're probably one of them and since your boundaries aren't pristine, you're spending all of this energy trying to convince people, trying to convert people to your way of seeing things. And it's an utter waste of time. And this is the topic that we're going to be diving into today. The topic of setting clear boundaries, but also while keeping your heart open. It's related to conversations we've had in the past but there is new information and new experiences for me to share here now. And so I'm excited to dive into this with you. 
So you're probably struggling with your boundaries. Why? Well, most people do. Most people struggle with boundaries. Most people are unable to say no when they truly mean it. And a backlog of resentment, of struggle starts building up. My dignity, my self-respect, my self-love starts dwindling as I move towards the boiling point. And one day, somebody pushes me a little bit too far and something breaks. This is very common. This is the nice guy trap. Nice guys, they have a tendency of uh, stretching it too far until they just break. And it's happening really in all people. Women are certainly very challenged with setting boundaries. Traditionally, that has been a cause of a lot of trauma for women. The way that men have wanted things from women and women haven't known how to say no. I'm obviously speaking especially about about sex here. So for those of you who have been following my podcast for a while, you know that my epistemology is is empirical. It's I am a reader, I am a researcher, but my epistemology isn't mainly a rational one. I take the learning about life from direct access to universal principles and also from life experience. And what I've uh, observed in my own life recently is that I have spent the longest time being attracted to friction, to places of low level or even high level conflict. And I just really became aware of that in a very strong way over the last couple of days. This was my pattern with women for the longest time. I would choose women that would be seemingly powerful on the surface, but that were incredibly vulnerable deeper down. And so because they weren't able to be with their vulnerability, really, I would find myself in these tussles with them where we would be engaging in sort of managing or navigating more superficial friction, more superficial power structures, rather than revealing the deeper vulnerabilities. And um, that's just not present in my life anymore because, because that pattern has has broken now. It's, it's fallen apart in my life and I'm very happy for that. But I saw that it's also been playing out in the way that I run my business and the way that I've run my social media presence. So one of the things that has been uh, unfortunate over the years is that so many men who have come to us and reclaim me in a throne haven't got enough agency, enough courage to actually lean into the training with their own propulsion. You know, they, they, they haven't been able to take that step, so they need to be coached into how to take the step. And this is classical sales psychology is that you need to sort of lead them into it, sort of convince people to, to do what's good for them. And um, it's just fucking uninspiring because a lot of the time it... it, it it means that I have ended up working with people who weren't actually 
able to receive what I had to offer to them. Most of the men have been because because they have been courageous and and ready to do the work for for the betterment of themselves and and their loved ones. Um, but I've had so many experiences of this, given that I've been working with hundreds of guys. So many experiences that no, this guy wasn't ready for this, and yet I've tried to convince him because I wasn't able to just leave the friction. I wanted to convert him to my side, see? And I knew that it would be good for him, but I would be using all of this energy in a way that wasn't fully honoring of this man's sovereignty and this man's boundaries. And if you're a coach or if you're working with somebody in a professional capacity, you're probably in this particular frame as well that you need to convince people. Consider that to be a scarcity mindset that actually leads you to have a lot of bad quality clients. So that's one place that I've seen this boundary issue play out. But the more important thing that I want to address today, because not everyone is a professional coach or workshop facilitator or whatever it might be, but everyone has a social media presence. And if you're doing anything but posting pictures of your holidays and your dinners and saying, I love my life, and if you're doing anything apart from that, maybe you're getting a bit of pushback because you're actually showing up. You are daring to be somebody. You're daring to be an actual individual, not just a parody of a sort of a, a successful life. And so, so people give you pushback because you're standing up. You're daring to be somebody with contours. You're daring to be somebody who actually has a value system to have principles and people don't like it people want you to be just a puddle that just doesn't confront them or make them feel uncomfortable right the cult of the mainstream particularly wants this because discomfort is what they seek to avoid and and so you're here in this experience of facebook or instagram or whatever and somebody comes onto your thread and says, what is this bullshit? You know, you're full of shit. You're deluded. You, you don't know what you're talking about, whatever. And maybe somebody comes onto your thread and pretends to be engaging with your original frame, the original post that you made. Maybe you were daring and posted something politically uh, or you posted something about COVID, or you posted something, something, and somebody else comes in, and because they're uncomfortable with the frame that you presented, that may have been pretty limited, because that's the particular thing that you want to talk about, say that you want to talk about adverse effects in COVID, and then they come in and talk about, shall we say, conspiracy theory. And that's not your frame you wanted to be talking about adverse reactions from taking the COVID vaccine. And so people come in and they pull on you. They pull on you in order to take the conversation onto their side of the, the fence, so to speak. Now they're comfortable, they own the frame, and now you need to be enslaved by their whatever, you know? And, 
And this is when these patterns of friction come up where you start to push back and you start to feel insulted or demonized or whatever. And so you feel resentful and you may be aggressive towards them. And there's this back and forth. And as long as you actually uh, play into that, you become taken by them. And if you just shut your door immediately, you, you create an echo chamber. And so this is where the challenge comes in. How can I have a s strong boundary, but yet have a certain level of openness in my heart, realizing that this person is probably just trying to figure out what's true. They're struggling, they're afraid. And what can I do in order to find that sweet spot? This is a challenge that so many of us are dealing with these days and particularly in these times of polarization. And after the break, let's explore some perspectives on how you can deal with this in your online presence. As a listener to the Walking with the Archetypes podcast, you are part of a growing minority of men who want to reclaim their personal power. You want to know why the world is still burning and why you keep experiencing the same problems over and over again. Most of all, you want to be free to live the life that you were born to live. Yet the reality is that we men are struggling with hearts full of shame and minds full of lies. Yes, we all lie and so do you. Our lives become days of quiet desperation. And what is the way out? Facing our demons and the truth of who we are. To help you do that, I have created the ultimate intro to Masculine Archetypes Training, a powerful six-week immersion into the themes of this podcast. And men are constantly raving to me about their breakthroughs after having gone through it. When you are ready to take the next step and give yourself this powerful experience, go to innerthroneacademy.com slash U-I-M-A and use the discount code PODCAST for 10% off. And now, back to the program. Conflict is an addiction. Friction is an addiction. It creates a kind of compression inside of you, of your nervous system, of your mind. Your mind gets tighter. It's like you can literally feel the brain sort of constricting and you start becoming myopic in your focus and hormones start pumping through you, adrenaline, cortisol, and, and you're feeling alive somehow. And that feeling of aliveness, that sort of borrowing of your life force, you're borrowing future life force in the present moment by artificially pumping this kind of compressed life force inside of you. Now you're feeling, you're feeling like it's fucking stimulating. And so it's addictive. And this is why it's happening so much on social media. People are addicted to the very conflict that they pretend to try to avoid. There is a feeling of being significant when you're in conflict. You matter enough to somebody that they're fighting you. Yeah, you're not a complete nobody. And you're certainly alive. Something seems to be at stake. 
it's easy to get into the mindset that this actually matters. This is important. I am fighting the good fight. But it's important to realize that as long as you don't know exactly what you're dedicated to in this world, as long as you don't quite know the kind of theme, energy, purpose you're serving, then you will be prone to be pulled into these kinds of places. Precisely because you don't know towards what end your energy should be channeled. As long as you don't know the values that you're serving, the principles that you're serving, the sort of energy that you're serving, you will be pulled into every kind of conflict. And I've done this a lot because I wasn't very discerning in whether this particular conflict, this particular friction was serving the larger purpose of my being born on this planet. But who gives a fuck if a stranger that you've never met face to face has some kind of adverse reaction to something that you wrote? Who, who cares? You care. You care. Because it's addictive. And so here is the first step. We have to untangle this knot of addiction around conflict. We need to wean ourselves off of the artificial hit of life force. It is not authentic, generative, nurturing life force. It is life force that we borrow from our future. You take this life force now and you remove it from your future, okay? Because it's this kind of fake adrenaline, cortisol, rah, ego, 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 defense, 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 reactivity, 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 fight, fight, fight. It's this kind of energy that has never done anyone any good. You are borrowing your future life. But you care. Just admit it, and that's the first step. But once you start to realize that actually you're not obliged to engage in any of these conflicts to prove anything whatsoever, because you know what you're dedicated to, you know what kind of energy, what kind of purpose you're serving, then now you are in your full right to determine the boundaries of your space. And this is what I'm learning now. I only wrote about this on Facebook earlier today because it's so clear to me now that so many, so many people come onto my threads in order to steal my life force. They want to pump up their self-image by engaging with me. They want to leech on my field. And you may have many people like that in your life that want to do exactly the same. It's a path to significance that doesn't require much of people. And when you start to actually respond to that by engaging in this back and forth, probably even allowing them to completely co-opt your thread with perspectives that are completely irrelevant for you, Right? You find yourself having these kind of meandering conversations on Facebook all of the time where you start out one place and somebody else come in 
and says something that's completely irrelevant and you just pull into it. And now the conversation is completely different because you weren't clear on what you're dedicated to. You weren't clear on your boundaries. You have the right to decide the rules of your space. So you don't necessarily create an echo chamber. You're just saying that I am defining the boundaries of this space and you choose if you want to play by my rules or not. This is not the public sphere. This is not the commons. This is my home. This is my living room. I want to have a certain kind of people sat around my dining room table. I choose who I bring into my home. And if these people don't abide by those rules, maybe you want them to eat with a knife and fork and they start eating with their hands. Or maybe the other way around. I don't know. Maybe they get shit-faced when you were actually hoping to have a non-alcoholic party. Maybe they start complaining about the way that you made the food. And rather than having a back and forth about any of those things, you just say, hey, this is the boundary of my space today. And I see this is not the kind of game you want to play. And that's fine. And you can come back some other day. But right now, I will have to ask you to go. So consider that when you open up a thread on Facebook, you're basically setting the table for guests. And you will have some friends come. And you will have some random people that are just bumbling their way over their threshold from the street and you've never seen them before. And they just sit down and they eat the best meat. They, they drink your best wine. And then they complain that your silverware isn't beautiful enough. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. Hang on. I've humored you long enough. You can go now. Or you can tell why you're here and you can choose to calibrate your behavior to the standard of connecting that we have around this table. Never surrender your role as the host of your online threads. Never allow anyone to become the alpha, if you will, over your threats. They're yours. It is your place of leadership. You get to define who gets to sit at your table. And when you get into this back and forth with people, maybe because you're addicted to it, or maybe because you don't know what you're dedicated to, you will find that you're borrowing energy. You are using energy that isn't yours to use. You are getting distracted in your life. You are getting um, pulled into a kind of vampiric dynamic where these people are feeding on you getting distracted by them. There are so many energy vampires loose on social media and they all love it when you get pulled into their drama. They love it. So don't let it happen. Know your values, principles. Know the frame that you hold for your social media space and your life as a whole. Hold the bar. And upon being encouraged 
to abide by the bar or by the rules or by the connection that you want to have, the, the, the standard that you have set, if people don't abide by them, remove them from your space. Don't get sucked in. And it's okay if people dislike you. It is okay if people get angry with you. If you don't have a single enemy, you are living a fairly meaningless existence with little to no impact on your surroundings. So why be afraid of having impact? Why be afraid of having standards? Why be afraid of setting boundaries? And if it should be that you and I, for instance, you and I, you listening, me speaking, have very different opinions, as long as you're really clear on the boundaries of your space, and I am somebody who respects other people's personal sovereignty, then we can still be amicable with each other. We don't need to fight. Because you have a boundary, I have respect for your boundary, and that's good. And I'd say I prefer this kind of world to this kind of drama, echo chamber, outrage world that we currently seem to live in. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Let's now return to nature. The sun is warm on my face. It's a beautiful day here. And in a few hours, I'll be stepping into a powerful transformational container with my teacher, Perry Chase. And I'll do that with uh, Michelle, my partner. And initially, I wasn't drawn to this particular uh, online retreat or training. Uh, this four-day experience, it's called Resurrection. And I wasn't drawn to it because Resurrection is basically the work that I've been doing with my guys for seven years now and so i figured to myself la okay i know this territory but there is a cyclical component to life and while the cycle that taught me how to offer reclaiming a throne to the men who have experienced freedom and flow from it um, there's a new cycle where I need to kneel again and become ready for an even bigger service to to the men of the world. And I don't quite know what that looks like yet, but uh, with this experience, this uh, weekend starting, starting today actually, I'm recording this on Thursday, I'm, I'm hoping to find additional keys. So, um, yeah. I'll be sure to bring whatever I learn in that experience back to you guys. And I will also bring what I learned from the horseback riding training that Michelle and I did last weekend in a future podcast. There's a lot to learn about leadership from riding those horses. So much to look forward to. And uh, I wish you a wonderful weekend. Summer is still here. May you enjoy it. Uh, of course, you may be in the Southern Hemisphere, in which case you're experiencing winter. And I'm sorry if you're in Australia. I, I was just reading up on the situation in Australia. 
and I see that you're effectively turning into a tyranny by by now with the most heinous, egregious lockdowns and terrorizing of the population. I'm sorry, man. You have to do something about this. I don't know what, but come together, organize, show that it's not okay. I think soon enough, most of us will have to do this because the patterns are clear in the collective. So I'm thinking of you guys down there, thinking of all of you guys who are experiencing struggle and difficulty. Know that any of the challenges that we're about to face in the coming months, most of them will be generated by the very same people who pretend to want to protect us from them. By now, I am fairly certain of this. So, call it conspiratorial, but um, just looking at the data and doing the best sense-making I can. Anyway, that was a bit of a prolonged ending. Um, may you be well. May you hold yourself with care and strength in these difficult times. And uh, I'll be here uh, offering my reflections and any guidance I can give you as we're entering into the autumn and winter months where things are surely going to get more challenging yet again. So be well. I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for joining me in this week's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you are invited to come walk with me next Friday when we will take another deep dive into the archetypal realms. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive free guide.